This week's episode is brought to you by Budget Decks. Budget Decks. We all gotta eat sometime. And today we are talking about the topic of budget decks. Vanguard is a trading card game, which means you have to spend money. And obviously not everyone has, you know, a lot of money. So we're going to be talking about how to make do with less money. So let's go around the table and uh, say our names and what clans we play. I'm Ashley, of course, and I play Pale Moon, Gear Chronicle, and Mi Amigo, Aquaforce. Yo, everyone, I'm Alex. I play a bunch of clans. Uh, Genesis, Golds, Royals, Shadow, Kagero, Link Joker, Aquaforce, and Bermuda. You know, for a topic about budget decks and then listing that much <laughs> clans, or that many clans in a row, kind of defeats the purpose, but, you I, know. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've gone through the budget part, too, so I have to actually go step by step. So Fair it's like, enough. It got up to a certain point. Yeah. Those are, like, fun stuff. I I, I have a very kind of real estate method, which is, like, pick up a clan while it's cheap, and then when, you know, it gets all hyped, then either sell it or just upgrade it for cheaper. I'm pretty sure I'm scum, but I'm not entirely sure. I do that, too. But I'm pretty heart-to-heart with some of my decks, so it's like, I don't really want to get rid of them. That's why I have so many. Otherwise, it's like I'm only usually focusing on like two clans, which was like Link's, uh, Link Joker and Kagero. But everything else is just for fun. Right on. Uh, Vanguard had recently had this problem where. Uh... Whoops. Yeah, yeah my, 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 my phone just solved the puzzle. Anyway, so Vanguard <laughs> has had this problem. Bushiroad would reveal a card, everyone would like lose their collective shit, and then uh, any card related to it would spike exponentially. How much do you think it would be to stay competitive in Vanguard with, you know, this sort of uh, stupid trend active right now? All right. Let's say you wanted to do Revengers and, like, I want to do Revengers right or whatever. Sell your arm and sell your leg because freaking people don't let those type of t- clans go down. When you think about it, um, meta builds, and we do have a meta player here with Kagero, if you want to say competitive, each clan have an, a competitive deck. For the mm-hmm. longest time, for Pale Moon, it was Lugier, and we all know how much that was for long periods of time. It's still like it's, that. God. <laughs> I, it actually finally went down from being like into the 40s, now into the 25, so... Oh, that's not bad. It's getting better. No, I want to pick, pick up four more. <laughs> you already have four. What? Okay, whatever, fine. Yeah. Okay, so when you think about it, Depending on your clan, the competitiveness fluctuates. Because right now, everybody got for Genesis, Fenrir. He wasn't really good. And suddenly now, I see more of it, and his price have gone up. Yeah, he's Not like $20 be- last week. Yeah, and before, he was a, like a 7 <clears throat> At the most. For the, long, for the longest time. So, to say competitive in Vanguard, it's strange because you can choose any clan... And you can be competitive because Bushiro go back to the older stuff because we didn't expect Bermuda Triangle Reindeer to get support. I mean, and it's not it like to be so well. competitive. That's that's like a yeah. whole different episode. But the problem with Reindeer is that it's based on drive checks. The card game aspect is already a random number generator, and putting that into getting all of your effects off sucks. If you want to play meta, it is going to cost you. 
I think depending on what plan you play, it can it can go anywhere between like a hundred dollars to like three hundred, four hundred dollars if you're you know going balls to the wall with everything. Depends yeah. on the plan. Um, Depends on the popularity, like how worldwide the clan is kind of thing it's like oh you know if it's a very consistent clan the price is going to jump up because everyone wants to play the most consistent clan to keep winning and everything so it's like if we took shadows for example the price jump from that was like 100 to 200 at one point and then it just shot up to like 600 700 because of phantom uh, abyss and uh, Aura Geyser Dragons, the Perfect Guards, and everything like that. Everything kind of just shot up. So it's like, oh, you gotta like sacrifice a big chunk of your funds to just pick up a very, very consistent deck. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna go into like the other decks, it's like if you go towards decks that aren't as popular or like not as widespread of popularity and wise, like Mega Colony. You know, you can probably build the deck for less than a hundred. I built it for eighty. So yeah, yeah. So it's like less than a hundred. So it's like yeah. yeah. Even with the new stuff coming out, like I have said before, it's not going to make them popular. I'm not going to see a whole bunch of meta-colony players. There are really good clans, but because of lack of, how Alex said, popularity, their prices are going to be way cheaper for a really good build. Most competitive players usually look for something that's like, oh, no matter what, the deck always does good. They'll find faults in every single clan, and it's like, oh, this has the... If every deck has a fault, it's like, okay, what's the deck that has the least fault? And they'll just go with that one, and it just so happens it's a lot of the top seven clans at the moment, so you can't change it as much, sadly. And when people hype stuff, it's like, oh, well... The one card I ha- I need for the deck, and then just shot up. But then it also go back to the point where some people just want to buy the car out and then double the price when everything is bought out from it. Well, yeah. that's mostly the vendors. Well, what happens is uh, they'll reveal a card, and like the picture looks vaguely like this other card, so they immediately go buy that first card for you know however cheap it is because no one's been buying it. And then they'll, like, wait a couple hours. Everyone's like, oh, shit, where'd this card go? Because everyone else wants to, you know, jump on that. And then they'll put it back on for an inflated price. And the problem is, the second somebody buys it, that's the new price of the card. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the, like, uh, TCG player and also, like, vendors in general will do this thing where they'll look at eBay pricing, TCG player pricing, and they're like, that's the price. I'm like, you do realize that because that's the only thing left in stock at that outrageous price? What you should be looking at is the completed listings, the ones where people are actually willing to buy it. But, you know, if you're if you're looking for that one card and you are you have that, like, adrenaline pumping because you're like, i got to find this, I have to go home in a few minutes, and then you're just like, fuck it, I'll drop 20 bucks. It's the same sense of what happened with uh, Defeat Flare with Root Flare. Everyone assumed Root Flare was, like, you know, the main thing for it because, oh, Defeat Flare, you know, it, it just similarity in a sense. It's like, oh... Let's bump up the price of Root Flare, and then like two months later, we find out, oh, Defeat Flare has nothing to do with Root Flare. For some odd reason, some cards have that trend of naming. Yeah. It's like you have that close name cards, so it's like, oh, maybe Root Flare, and this is a stride, it seems like, so it's like, oh, hey, Root Flare's gonna go up. And then after a while, it's like, oh, now it's a G-Guard. It's like, oh, wow, Root Flare just plummeted again. I mean, to be fair, it's a damn good G-Guard. Oh, yeah. It has nothing but... to do with Root Flare. So on the other end of things, let's say you don't have as much money, you still want to play Vanguard, how much would a budget deck typically run you, depending on the plan? Are we going by adding in legit strides, or we're just looking for, like, 
budget strides. I'm talking about the whole deck in general, and I'm talking about the game in general. So, like, if someone were to come into Vanguard and they go, how much does a deck typically run me? And then you go, can be anywhere between 100 and 400 bucks. Ooh, I don't really have that much money. What would you say to them now? Well, if you're just starting out and you want to learn, there are some budget builds, and there are some that would help you to get better later on. They'll probably run you, at most, probably 1 to 60. Even when- cheap. Depending, I think more towards Pale Moon. Mm-hmm. We know. In a sense. <laughs> <laughs> if we won't go Gears Chronicle, let me tell you how much that would cost you. God, oh God. Yeah, to, to, to those who don't know, Ashley is the Pale Moon expert to end all Pale Moon experts. Nightmare Dolls, Silver Thorns, Magia, she plays it all. So, Pale Moon wise, there are really good lot of bells. Cracking Beast Tamer mixed with Ava is one of them. And. I had done the pricing, even with when you look at um, Purple Trap pieces, they are not as hype up as they used to be. Thank God. Because people thought, no, because it doesn't work with Harry. Yeah. The build does not demand Purple Trap pieces anymore. Yeah. So she went from almost 20 bucks down back to 5 bucks. So game four of those, you have at least about 20 bucks spent, and then the rest of it is so cheap. It's like $1 and stuff. I think even our break ride, Miracle Pop Ava, is not as pricey as it used to be. I think yeah. it's like seven bucks, I don't remember, right? I yeah. mean, the... the um... Oh, wait, it's two bucks. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah, no, Purple Trapezes, you don't really need to run it at four. There's, like, another build you can do with Cracking Beast Hammer and Artillery Man. And right. so you do like a defensive pale moon build. Your perfect guard, the Hoopmaster, is is like a mm-hmm. dollar to five dollars, depending on who you ask. Uh, the pale moon strides are for the most part quite cheap, except for the hairy stride, which you can mostly get along without, and uh, Lunatech, which if you are super budget, you can get away without it. But otherwise, I do too. If you know you you've even spring for something, pale moon ah. is definitely a very budget friendly clan for sure. I think it's any clan with a trial deck, you know, past G era, is typically yeah. budget friendly. Halloween Jokers. Okay, like, that's I, an exception. <laughs> I, okay, so not counting the obvious builds of Chaos Breaker, and um, I guess you can say Messiahs, but then again, Messiah is mainly just the G deck that makes it expensive. The rest is actually cheap, and mm. your alternate three, depending on the three. Not counting those, you could technically still build a pretty decent budget deck. I mean, like, oh, you know, there's Deleters, which are pretty somewhat budget. For now. There's, for now, until... <laughs> until the leader hype it is august 2nd so we'll see how that goes in the coming weeks yeah so it really depends on what they release for it but at the moment if someone was to ask me hey i want to build a budget link joker deck that's not chaos and whatever it's like all right well you can build a deleter deck for maybe under 100 would you also say like um the legion with starvader blaster joker be a budget build too if they really want to go the starvader route yeah (laughs) it actually would be kind of budget because the problem with starvaders is the fact that you still need the photons which are like about 10 to 15 a piece depending on the rarity so that's already jumping it up to like 40 to 60 so that's why starvader wise i mean you can make do without the photon but then you can't run cars that require photon you got to run alternatives and stuff like that which actually kind of hurts because like a lot of decks require the photon to make it more consistent but in a more budgety build though you could actually get away with it without running the photon like heck i mean or you can 
can make an imaginary plane dragon deck with the break ride or something. Actually, my uh, a good friend of mine has this build where he runs imaginary plane and messiahs, where he basically just infinite loops because he keeps rewriting, religioning, and <laughs> and then he just keeps trying to lock in you every turn. It's crazy. Uh, I, I believe he called the deck no fun zone or something like that. I, I think Ashley knows that too. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I tried to do a deck with Venom Dancer and the Break Ride because the Break uh, the Break Ride got a stride associated with it. Ah, which, Venom Dancer. You remember that? Yeah, it, it, it was cheap. It just it was kind of whatever. Maybe with G Guards, it's gotten better. I haven't tested it since then. But again, that you you know, Link Joker budget is possible. I I call it Overlord Syndrome, where if a clan has a build that that's pretty good, and you go, yeah, it's good, but there's this other build that's like way better. Why am I not playing that? Like, Blade Master suffers from that problem. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Overlords keep them locked in the basement with, like... But, yeah. Like, other other clans, you know, are, like, budget possible. Like, for example, Great Nature has the Fox Legions and the Tiger Legion, both of which are very easy to get a hold of. The only problem is Crayon Tiger, which there is a build possible with the Fox Legion where you don't run Crayon Tiger. It's not as good, but it's definitely doable. Grand Blue is also a fairly budget-friendly clan for now. They're going to get more stuff, which I'm guessing Probably is going to be Probably Seven hyped. Cs. Seven Cs is not budget. Cause, no, uh, Night yeah. Mists yeah. are like 15 apiece, mm-hmm. and yeah. Strides are 20. Okay, then I have to take the Neil Nectar. I'll say it the Maidens of. Yeah, Maidens of is very, very budget-friendly. Very cheap, yeah. Um, um, you know what's If a, I count Royal, maybe if I look at Royals... Seeker Rush. Seeker Rush, or you run a very... I mean, excuse the word, because this is like I, the word that I use a lot... A janky version of a seeker deck. Um, I've, I'm known for building a janky deck and yet make it work somehow. Angel Feather, cough, cough, cough. Angel Feather, Bermuda, like, mm, without Olivia's. I guess with Royals, it, it, it really just depends. You can go Seekers, you can go, but it's just going to be a lot harder. Because, like, back then, if you wanted to build a Seeker deck that didn't revolve uh, Saber or Alfred or anything, I mean, you go the Fighter Collection Seeker and maybe, like, mm. the Promo Seeker, the Brutus and uh, Lightsaber. Heck, I saw that played for fun. It's pretty good, as long as your deck was mostly Seeker. As long as your deck was mostly secret. I did like an Alfred exit build a while ago. That worked out pretty well, but this is before this is pre Blaster Engine, which I, I got rid of it before it and I was like, I wish I could have tried it. That would have been fun. Oh my gosh, I would have bought it all for you. My nephew wants to make him a blaster deck with Alfred. Well, Let's see. I'm trying to think of like other triangles. Bermudas have well, okay, the reindeer like stuff say- is cheap. So, reindeer is, but I wanna check one if, card. If we're going by like the different Subclan, not subclan, but different playstyle. Like we got the prisms, we got the harmony, we got the. Oh, it would um, be Riviere. Mm. Riviere would be the probably cheaper build. Riviere might actually be the cheapest one. Be about four bucks at the moment. Oh, the Great Three Riviere. Yeah, promo one, the Bainson one, it only about six. Uh, and and then her uh, her revival legions like a dollar, right? Right, because yeah, it's a promo. The only thing I probably have to say, and let's see, her grade two only two ninety about three bucks. So you could build a really cheap build. 
You, you just gotta be weary of certain cards. Like, do you want speakers? If you don't, then, you know, you can add other stuff in there. There's the good harmony cards that actually would be able to complement it, because the deck is pretty versatile. Um, yeah, it actually still a good build. Is it because we haven't, there had not been so much hype about it after that whole, you know, people winning with it, that it died down finally. And this yeah. is how, this is, that's actually how budget goes. Depending if somebody wins it in a Japanese or American or in Worlds tournaments, the cards themselves might say the same or go up, depending on what win. I know, well, you guys both mentioned Aquaforce. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the quintessential budget deck that everybody thinks of is uh, the Ripple Rush, which uh, lost a few steps with G-Guardians and with Seabreeze, but it's still not a bad deck by any means. Are there any other Aquaforce builds that, you know, someone could make for cheap? Thavas without the perfect guards. Thavas without the G, the G unit and stuff, but then it loses out a little bit. Because yeah, well, well, that for Aquaforce because they are not being used as much, so their prices are going down. So right now, I'll say this, people, if you want to play Aquaforce, get into it right now, because pretty soon, at Fed 9 releases the first card, every card, the whole Aquaforce is going to get back up to being hype. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing about with Aquaforce, like, they've got so many reprinted perfect guards, it's like, unless you're really looking for G-perfects, the trial deck perfect guard and stuff like that, you know, and kind of made it pretty cheap. Um, there's pretty alternatives you can run if your deck is pretty counterblast heavy. Um, just depends on whether you use your soul or not in the deck or in the on the vanguard. So you know, Legion you can kind of get away. I don't with... think Aquaforce has got pretty good legions that people can use. Tetra burst. If Tetra people burst, are wanting yeah. to look back at that legion. You know what's another build, uh, another clan that has a massive amount of potential as a budget deck is Shadow Paladin. With the Legend deck, you get pretty much everything, and then with all of the Death Spray builds that came out in Japan, that thing's a rare. Mm-hmm. And common, actually. It's okay. Yeah, never mind that. <laughs> so it's a common, which means the the you know the arguably best Shadow Paladin build is the cheapest, one, arguably. It's, it's really cheap. The only yeah. bad thing about it is like organizers your Oh, oh yeah, Spectro. Duke Diablo. Well, you can do if you do two. If you do two and two, two Duke, um, two Orgeiser. I think Orgeiser was like what twenty last I checked. It's like twenty twenty five. Okay, so yeah. if, if you're like a really good bargain hunter like me, so that's forty, and then Duke is I think fifteen, so that's seventy. And then if you got the Legend deck for like what is it twenty for the Legend deck? Okay, so that's ni- that's ninety to ninety five at most, and this thing like wins tournaments. I wouldn't. It's kind of on the upper end of what's classified as budget to us, but it's definitely you know easy to attain. Oh yeah, that that's very true actually. That's why it's like I guess that's why most people are looking at it as like you know a very good deck, even if it's like second to Abyss. There we go. Yeah, oh, I about that. Um, I think Abyss is starting to kind of fall out of favor because of uh, you know j- just the G guard thing. Another thing. 
it, it seems like the it's harder to build a deck if the support hasn't come out yet. But after it comes out, you can tell whether it's going to stick or not. And then if it doesn't stick, you can build it for cheaper. Uh, like GBT04, when all the Fenner stuff came out, I waited a couple weeks and then built it for super cheap. Then I got rid of it after two weeks because it's so boring. It, it was a one-trick pony. I, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet. O, uh, Oracle Think Tank. What that's the hell? Probably, that is like the, the like probably the budgetiest plan. If you don't you play Suki do. only, <laughs> I, I don't like to say that OTT is a a very budget deck because it's like no one runs Silent Tom anymore. I'm my sorry, like, my, my my friend does. It and we, uh, we made my top friend ten. Does too. And we made top ten. I was like, yeah. We we saw in Tom Rush, my our opponent. Oh. And it's like, oh, uh it's like, oh, secret perfect column, silent tom, triple crit. Oh hey, twenty one two crit, twenty one two crit, no zeros. <laughs> like I, I guess like with Silent Tom, considering it's like a thirteen dollar card now, I didn't really consider it as a budget because uh Susano's are like sevens. Mm. And then like Takamikazuchi's are about the same thing. And perfect guards are like sevens as well, so it's like you know, one word view, Magus. Okay, yes, yeah, I Mag- agree with that. Yes, I agree with that. I, I feel kind of bad for them because that's pretty much what Revelation is, where you look at the top card and you do something with it. But with Magus, it it's super cheap to build. It, it's really boring. I'll I'll warn you about that because uh, we we, ha- we have a friend who actually he was going to be our third seat. He has this habit of building decks and then get ready, getting rid of them really quickly. And I was curious about Magus, and I didn't want to do it myself, so I just kind of used him as my guinea pig. I'm like, you know what you should do is build Magus. He's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> so, oh, no. Hopefully yeah. he does not listen to this podcast. Oh, no, he he listens to it, and especially because it was his idea for this episode. So, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, Magus um... is pretty budget, considering most of the stuff is cheaper now. But it really depends whether the guy, the person in general will really like, oh, uh, do I like to take a peek at the top and do that every 10 seconds? <laughs> yeah, well, no, the, the annoying part is that it's, um, it's really boring because it, nothing moves. You call mm-hmm. your field and you're just calling, you know, putting cards in your hand and it just nothing moves at all. Are, are, we, are we going to think of that video 20 minutes later, one year later? It's like... You're doing the same you, move over and over again. I mean, it would be worse. I mean, we've seen it done so many yeah. times. And people do the same with me. They're like, are you done yet? I'm like, sorry, Pale Moon take a long time. I saw you oh. playing a deck that only take a couple of minutes of brain work to play, but mine take a little bit longer. <laughs> I, I have that problem with Great Nature, where, where I go, all right, turn end, uh, end phase, you go stand draw. I'm like, bitch, did I say I was finished? <laughs> Search for a grade three, draw four cards. Now it's your turn. Cards in hand, 17. I hate you. Like, it's funny you mentioned that, because I was watching a, a Great Nature player yesterday uh, on, on on YouTube playing uh, Japan, Japan videos. And it's very, like, the turn for Great Nature just takes, like, five to six minutes at most. And it's like, holy moly. It's like, okay, attack. Activate uh, stride skill, uh, the stride uh, the stride card skill plus four K plus four K. I draw a card for this one. Okay, attack with crown tiger skill restand plus four K plus four K. I get another card at the end of the turn or something, you know. And you just keep going. It's like how, how long? How much longer are you doing this for? I, I, 
how many cards are you going to draw at the end? It's like, oh, I'm drawing six cards and getting a, a field. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> getting a big field. It, like, mm-hmm. cards, builds like that with Megas, it is budget, but still, you know how to beat it. Well, I mean, it, that, you can guess the top card, but if the top card is something that's sucky, then... I mean, you can tell by your opponent, too, because don't they have to reveal it? Mm, yes, if they are declaring the name. Right. So uh, then you know how to go around and be like, well, okay, you're going to call it? I already know what it is. I'm going to, you know, guard, perfect guard, or stuff like that. It, I think it would be harder against, what would they call Genesis have a better way of doing it because they don't have to show. And it can be almost anything they wanted yeah. with the new stuff. Like, OTT, like, no no offense to OTT. OTT is a great clan, um, and it's still got its uh, threat with, you know, Silent Tom, Silent Tom and everything like that. But it starts to get repetitive, or not repetitive, uh, very obvious to see, similar to Shadow Paladins, because it's like, oh, uh, if we take into the account uh, Wakahirume, the, the stride, and any card that's like, oh, you know, put it at the top, put it at the bottom, or whatever like that, it's like, oh, if you leave it at the top, there's a very high chance it's a trigger. And the very, very high chance it's a critical trigger. So it's like, okay, you know, I'm not going to let this pass because you're going to just crit me for game or something like that for all I know. So it's like, all right, you know, I'm just going to stop it. Genesis is kind of there, kind of not, similar to OTT. And it's like, oh, you know, I look at the top card, put it to soul or leave it at the top. And then now it's like, oh, I can draw the card. So it's like, so what did you draw? Could be anything. Could be a... Perfect guard could be a trigger, could be a, a needed grade one. You know, it really depends. What what, uh, what, what clans do you think are going to be budget friendly, or for the most part, will remain budget friendly over the life of the game? Do you think? I don't like to bash this deck, or not deck, but this clan, Mega Colony. Still, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Mega. <laughs> yeah, because like as I... much as I don't like to, I mean, as much as I don't like bugs, it's just like. The clan just does not see play. Well, one, it's not aesthetically appealing, because no one really likes bugs. Two... I do. Okay. <laughs> Ash. Two out of three I... people don't like bugs, aesthetically. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, there's that, and then, like, after Link Joker came out, I think Mega Colony was kind of resigned to this fate of, like... Being the shadow of Link Joker. Being in the shadow of Link Joker. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like, you know, when when the... When the younger brother is born, and then they turn all the parents turn all their attention to it, and then the o- and then the older brother starts getting sad and doing heroin. So like it, they're just kind of doomed to a life of of obscurity. I also think Murakumo is going to have that problem because like there's a slight you know hype right now, but I think after the tech booster, it's just going to kind of disappear again because everyone looks at it and goes, "Well, this is a ninja clan that gets cards that I can't keep. Why?" You know, versus like Nubatama, which is like I can take cards out of my opponent's hand. All right, fine, we're doing it. Which is ironic because Nubatama is itself kind of you know under paid attention to. I think it's just because the whole have- idea of like hand control is a very tender subject for Bushiroad. So they when they give them support, they're very careful. Yeah, and I would then, also say this um, Tachikazes. Oh, poor Tachikaze. Although they're really good now. They, the, yeah, but but do you see them being overhyped or people playing no. them? <laughs> well, I mean, they are a little bit hyped-ish, but not so much anymore. And again, it's the like looking at it at a glance. They go, "Why would I want to kill my own units?" Right, right. Yeah. I think I think when we can think 
when um, it goes down to it is, do the clan have a main character? That's do they get one. a lot of support? Even Nova Grapplers, a really good clan, does not get that much daylight because they don't get much support. But but Sazanda restand. That's only that's only that's the only thing outside of that. I I think uh, Nova Grappler is one of those things where it's constantly going to kind of be middle of the road. It's never going to be bad, but it's never it's never amazing for too long because they'll get all this support and it's great for a while. Like you know, post Fires Collection twenty sixteen, Busters, holy shit, you know all that. Like Extreme Battlers were like you know cream of the crop, and then some control clan gets support and just wrecks it. Because Nova Grappler doesn't really have an answer to most control clans. Like, Denial Griffin just completely, like, in people's heads they go, well, if I'm going to lose my units and I don't really have much of an advantage engine, then it, it is locked away in your deck box until the next time they get support. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I remember you. And then, of course, there are the fiercely loyal Nova Grappler players who are like, I will never give up, which makes a we, lot of sense considering the clan's, uh, you know, aesthetic mm-hmm. of, like, hammering away at the yeah. opponent. It's just, it's just like... Like I said, it go down to if your clan have a main character, you will see a lot of support, and you'll see a lot of trying people trying to play it. The reason why Bermudas are really hyped is because waifu, one, it, waifu, waifu, waifu yeah. and they only get one support, or they only get support every once a year. Yeah, right. so it's like, of course, it's going to get you know hyped up, and so mm-hmm. by the it, yeah. by the time all the pumpkin spice stuff is out, people have forgotten about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. and then and then it's like, oh well, time to bust this deck out and start the wreck face. Right, yeah. it go back and forth, but I think at the end of the day, it's main character clans. Main character clans, even main characters that had not been shown, but he come back and he get a legend deck, and people like go go it, crazy. It, it, Watch it, this it, year, this <laughs> next year, Royal Paladins. You get your legend deck, and you get that Alpha Stride and that Great Three Blaster Blade. I'm betting you. Um, all the support that Blaster had are going to go up in price now. I bet. It, it, it's a lot like anything from season, from the original Carfight Vanguard uh, anime up to the, uh, any main characters quote-unquote, mm-hmm. in that in that specific era. And then now with G, if we count Aichi, Kai, Ren, hell, I'll even add Naoki in there, because he's actually not that bad. And then now in G, you get like Shion, Togoha, and Chrono, and then, like, you know, that's probably it. Any of those seven people and the clans that they play, they're going to get support, period. Poor Misaki and Kamui. Uh, well, no, let's be honest. Misaki's play both OTT and Genesis. We've noticed with OTT and Genesis, they're kind of about the same thing now. Yeah. In a Zen. So it's so like, more, yeah, more so now than before. So it's like, eh, I don't really consider that. And then, sadly, yeah, I mean, I like no, I, I mean, I've. I, I like Nova Gra- Grapplers. I don't play the deck, but it's just yeah, it's fun to play against. But I just don't see the popularity at all. Like there, it's there. Like what twenty percent of the players? Yeah, nice. I I think when they did a survey of like most popular clans, I think the top three were Aquaforce, Shadow Paladin, and Kagero. Kagero. Yeah. Which the see, latter two makes sense. Aquaforce seemed kind of out of left field for me. No, right? no, no. It makes sense. Leon. Because Leon. Was yeah. Leon that? you know, liked. I kind of hated yeah. him. But. He was interesting because he actually brought in something that was actually kind of dumb with Aquaforce, I guess. What, his glory skill? Yeah, I guess he was the first person to bring the glory skill, so that was what kind of appealed it, even though we knew Maelstrom kind of sucked. 
It didn't back in the day, but, you know. But, yeah, back in the day. Pre-G-Guard era, but, like, Legion, Bluish Flame, you know, that era. With no G-Guards, it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to Legion to this and go two crit into your face with no ones or greater. It's like, uh... Um, that's kind of dumb that you're able to get that glory skill. <laughs> I'll say so, this too. Yeah. Um, for budget build, we did not bring them up, but go paladins. I mean, oh. legion wise, they still dominating with guys. If we're going to golds, uh, I am not even going to put legion in there because that thing is stupidly priced. Um, yeah. Well, the the liberator stuff isn't budget, and then at first all the dirtage stuff wasn't, but now uh, with like people have been playing with decks more. Poil has been increasingly less necessary. So that means that it is now possible to do start decks and, you know, do a budget version of that. Well also Ezel, he wasn't as hype, but when he got his stride, he went up. Gold, if you go non Legion Liberator, that's probably the only budget build you could make that really good still. If you build OG Liberators, you might yeah. be able to get away with uh, a budget build because like I know if we went back to a set 15 style deck uh, and then just add in the strides in there, the deck is actually not that bad. I mean, you're prone to deck out still, but it's like, hey, you know, running Gancelot, Zenith, or Monarch Sanctuary, Alfred, you know, those are cheap cards right now. And if you just mix it with strides and stuff, you know, it's still not bad. I mean, I can't say Agobel's cheap, but... Um, Let's see. Spike Brothers, uh, like, you know, random other clans, Spike Brothers will kind of forever be mostly budget just because... I think it's just advantage, right? Well, mm-hmm. the, the advantage comes from the fact that you're, you, you know, pulling out these, like, massive attacks just one after the other after the other. Because, you know, from a card standpoint, you're just hemorrhaging cards left and right. Like, obviously, when Tech Booster came out, it the Rising Nova deck got a little expensive, and it's still kind of expensive as far as Spike Brothers builds go, but in terms of the grander scheme of the game, it's still a pretty cheap plan. I mean, the number of cards in your hand doesn't matter if they're dead. Well, Spike Brothers, I think, what, the more playstyle they have, and more rush build. But with them, I think, if anything, they're probably a clan that is good, but overlooked. Yeah. Uh, DIs have that same problem, although I guess with all the new stuff, uh, you know, people are taking a look at it now. But I think after, you know, set 8 comes out, it's probably going to fade into obscurity again. The, the most expensive card for a long time was Gilda Rai, which, you know, because he's amazing. And then the Amon builds were, you know, expensive for a while because they were quite consistent. But now that we have Blade Wings, Blade Wings are an incredibly consistent build that are fairly cheap to make, except for. You know the original raging. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you live in Canada, then you go in Canada Calvary, and then you're not going to find any doctor regular players. The thing with raging though, because it's like what I've seen so far, you only really need what two rages in the deck. Two at most. You can get away with two. one. Yeah. Yeah, and then four Sullivans, and then like two of the new uh, Ragey. Yeah. The the new the new Ragey is like eight bucks at most, and then Sullivan, who's like your main ride, is a dollar. Yeah. Um, so. And then Tybalt is five bucks. Last I checked. No, no it's like fifteen. <laughs> oh, okay, I was wrong then. Never mind. Well, so how about the main one, the Shahad one? Shahad. Um. Well, with all the new stuff, it's going to be hyped for a while. But who knows what's going to happen? You know, once we get into set nine and set ten, and then stuff starts, you know, fading away. Once we get more darkness support and how consistent the clan gets, you know, it, it might get more played, depending on the area you're in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Dimension Police, because I think that's the only clan we haven't talked about yet. 
the only thing that's got it for them is the guard break and Laurel. Yeah, and then even then, Laurel is trying like basically just defeat Flare and Denial Griffin killed it again. Yeah, yeah. like a lot of cleanse is so dependent on that one card, just like yeah. yeah. And then cosmic heroes are just kind of you know there. Not there. Um, they, they just they don't do much. It's like okay, great. My vanguard's at like forty-seven PG. There's no there's no guard break. So what do I care? But here's the thing. I think Laurel, like we all said, is probably the one most expensive card we see in there. Yeah. Because of you know the ability to restand your yeah. vanguard and attack again. Yeah. That's the only thing. But I think they suffer from having a character that everybody hates. Oh, Hiroki. Poor Hiroki. Yeah. He's such but, a dick. And, he's, <laughs> and all he plays is Cosmic Heroes, even though he does play Laurel. And, yeah, but like, we'll wait for that one moment for Kote to come back. Yeah. And then, but, then it'll be hype, because then we know yeah. what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if we go budget-wise, though, I feel like... Enigmans are very budget. Enigmans sure. are very budget, yeah. Enigmans are the probably most budget build you can build. The Daiusha, Daikaiser, yeah. Break Ride. The Break Ride is like, what, five or seven? Uh-huh. The, the Legion Grade 3 is a promo, and so it's probably like three to four bucks, depending on how hard it's found. Dayusha is like, what, 10 or 15? I don't even know if you run Laurel in there anymore, but that's like 12s, 13s. Leons are like, what, 8s? You know, and then the Rand, and then Diurts and stuff like that. You know, you, when you add it all up, it, it, it's... Not as budgety, but that's like, yeah. Okay, well, we're uh, we're, we're starting to run out of time here. I one okay. one more like major topic of all of the you know clans and stuff that we mentioned. What are one to three budget builds that you think probably have the best chance in the meta game? And Seeker Rush does not count because that is easily <laughs> countered. A budget build that can last in the game. I would definitely say Ripples is on that list. I feel like if you do defensive Pale Moon, that can work because there was a, there was a guy in Japan who did that. And he, you know, he won the thing. Yeah, so, no, I was thinking too. Also, I would probably say Mega Colony. Yeah, that would make clan, sense. Clans yeah. in general that overlook have probably the best surprising element to them that will help them win. Because when we go, go. I would say Tachikaze. Yeah, well. Tachikaze. Yeah, Tachikaze. Yeah, Tachikaze, Mega Colony, Spike Brothers. They, they're all. They're overlooked, but then when you bring it out, no one's really expecting it. And so the moment that, oh, I'm going to gluttony dogma you or whatever, it's like, I'm going to get hit again? It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Right. So, that's what yeah. I like. Also, if, if we go with probably after this whole new set, it probably will change tomorrow, Kumo, because that whole, either you going to drop that hand or you going to let me hit. Same with the more cheaper build for the Legion for Great Nature, because you still gain that hand, and you're yeah. going to have that new perfect guard that's going to be more helpful than anything else. I'm, I'm excited for all this stuff. It, um, it's a good time to be a Vanguard player, to be honest. It, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's, not, it's not that bad of a time to come in. About, like, three months ago, it was a terrible time. It's a lot of a lot of it's just like pick it up early or you know pick it at a correct moment and then when the prices jump you know that you got your money's worth. That's and, pretty much what I'm doing. That's what I did with Magic Colony Murakumo. I made them both for eighty. So yeah, that's what I did with Kagura. It's like I got them for like a hundred and thirty, and then the cross and everything else just spiked when everything came up. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. That, that, when yeah. the legend came out, everything went up in price. Yeah. I got scared. All right. Well, you, you guys have any, have any last words? 
I would say just don't take any clan for granted. I mean, as much as I myself do, because considering the fact that any clan has still has a chance of winning, just just don't go Megas. Thanks, critical traders. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, if anything, yeah. I'll probably say, you know, the old cards that you want to get rid of, hold on to them a little bit longer, because knowing Bushiro will come back with the best support, and <laughs> then you want to play with it. If you don't have it, then you know they're going to be up in price. So keep what you want, and just wait. And if you want extra money, give it a little bit of time. We know that right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had a thing with that where I took a break between BT15 and GBT03. I come back, my friend got all of the uh big like the g great nature stuff and he gives me the deck and i go i don't think i need these binoculars tigers anymore because we have sleepy taper and he has resist right uh, so i sell off the binoculars tigers like two months later mike sabro comes out and binoculars tigers good again i'm like shit so well like i definitely got bitten on the ass and then another friend of mine had a uh, gauntlet buster the eradicator from narakami Sells them for five each. Literally twelve hours later, they reveal the stride for it, and it like shoots up to fifteen. So, oh, you know, lesson learned. Um, anyway, so if you, uh, to dear listeners out there, if you want to, you know, get into a, a budget build, you can check out. Uh, you can check out the Nexus Core YouTube channel. We have some builds on there. <laughs> Ash and Alex are both part of a podcast called Vanguardians of the Roundtable. I highly recommend you check that out. That when we get more crazier, apparently, because this is pretty much tame compared to what we are used to. Oh, um, well, <laughs> thanks for being on here. I was Atlas. I am actually the only female player in Nexus. We need to change that. Yeah, we do. And I'm yeah. Alex. I'm right, just well, a random person. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, a special guest. All right, well, have a good night. I'd like to take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, be sure to rate and like us on iTunes and, uh, you know, suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find them at lilelefunk.com, so L-I-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at VGNexusCorps, so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Or you can tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S, N is in Nancy, O-V is in Victor, A-C-K. Have a good night, everyone.